So we went from the Friday night lows to the Monday morning high, and then our priority had to be focusing on our clients. Something like this would normally take, I would imagine, you know, between 15 to 18 months to plan to get onto a new bank platform. We actually achieved this in round about three months. And let's not forget, there's a waterfall of cash waiting to be deployed in the market. And that will happen, I think, sooner rather than later. From the first-time founders to the funds that back them, innovation needs different. Our episode partner, HSBC Innovation Banking, is proud to accelerate growth for tech and life science businesses, creating meaningful connections and opening up a world of opportunity for entrepreneurs and investors alike. Discover more at www.hsbcinnovationbanking.com en-gb. Hello and welcome to the UKTN podcast, a weekly chat with the movers and shakers of the UK tech industry and the destination for all things UK tech related. And this week I'm joined by Simon Bumfrey, Head of Technology and Life Sciences at HSBC Innovation Banking UK. Welcome, Simon. Hi, Jane, and thank you for having me. Now, for those who follow what goes on in the UK tech industry, events in March this year saw the collapse and rescue of Silicon Valley Bank UK by HSBC. Since then, the bank has rebranded and gone through a full migration to HSBC. And we have Simon here to shed some light on what the team has been doing since those days. So first of all, Simon, Talk to me a little bit about what happened directly after that dramatic weekend. Yeah, as as you kind of alluded to, Jane, it was a pretty traumatic period for clearly clients and investors and and also our people um, from that Friday afternoon over a very busy weekend where we went through the sale of the business to HSBC. So we went from the Friday night lows to the Monday morning high, and then our priority had to be focusing on our clients. And I think when we kind of got over that initial happiness of that Monday morning, it was then, well, okay, how do we how do we look after our clients now? You know, we had to immediately refocus and get back to, to looking after our clients because that was our main priority and to give them the support and stability that they needed as we transitioned into the next chapter with the support of HSBC. It's an astonishing fast rescue. Yeah, I think it was recognition of how important the old SVB brand was to the broader innovation ecosystem and the support we had from clients, from investors, and indeed the support from regulators was immense in terms of trying to secure the future of the UK innovation ecosystem. So it was primarily important that they save that part of the economy, bearing in mind you know, the growth and what it's going to be in terms of importance for the UK as we go forward. Now, obviously, now it's been rebranded to HSBC Innovation Banking. So talk to me a little bit about both the decision to change that name and the mission of this new brand. Yeah, well, clearly, you know, when uh, we had that traumatic weekend, the the brand that we were working under was damaged, clearly, because of, of, of the situation. And therefore, we had to come up with a new brand that reflected who we are and what we are. 
And now under the guidance and support of HSBC, it was essential that we had that brand in, in the title. It brought credibility and stability to the brand. And then we also wanted to ensure that we bring the best of our old SVB to the situation. And we have people that are focused purely on the innovation sector and our ability to service clients and our reputation of being involved in the ecosystem for you know over two decades in the UK. So it's extremely important that we had the brand, but also what we actually do. So in a HSBC innovation banking was felt the most appropriate. And um, clearly we had a very successful launch at UK Tech Week, supported by the government, the prime minister, and all around us in, in, uh, in the market. Now, you sort of hinted at this, but it, it's almost like there's two cultures here because HSBC is a very traditional bank dating back to Victorian times. So how have you got about making sure that that sort of culture and sort of stability, I guess, mm. is integrated into this new startup arm? And at the same time, making sure that those core values that SVB mm. UK had uh, are retained as well. That's quite a mixture of things, isn't it, to get get right? It is. And, and the number of times we've been asked that question is... Uh, uh, incredible, as you can imagine. First and foremost, you know we're incredibly grateful to to HSBC for you know making it such a warm welcome coming into their business. How agile they've been in welcoming us, and also the con- continued support through that transition. And then I also think it's worth just taking a step back. And the core of HSBC is actually entrepreneurism. If you go back, you know they were at the forefront of trade between the East and the West, and, and indeed globally. So they've always had that spirit of entrepreneurism within their culture. And clearly, you know, innovation banking, as we've continued to develop and grow, you know, we've we've got that spirit. It's ingrained in us and, and our people. And also, you know, when we actually got together, it was evident that we actually shared a lot of those same values as well around, you know, taking responsibility, empathy, you know, looking after clients and the, and the level of service. So it wasn't that much of a, a culture shift as we've got to know them much better. So, yeah. It's an interesting point you make, isn't it, that actually, you know, this bank supported entrepreneurs way back in the day. But of course, an entrepreneur now looks very different to a Victorian entrepreneur. So how do you kind of make sure that you're bringing what entrepreneurs need? Because it's not just now about making sure you retain those clients, it's about gaining more clients, isn't it? It, it, it is. I don't think, you know, an entrepreneur is an entrepreneur and that they all think about how do we grow our business? How can we make the world a better place? How do we expand our product or services across the globe? So they share those same characteristics. It's just the ways of doing it now are obviously a lot different, you know, from 150 years ago. And what we have within HSBC Innovation Banking now, as I've said, is that credibility, stability of HSBC. We have the benefit of their geographical reach. We have a whole new product set, a kind of goodie bag of products that we never had before. And then you combine that with our focus on the ecosystem and our knowledge and service and sector-specific understanding. It really is a combination of two powerful brands to bring them together. And then I think as we kind of develop the business further, we have taken on teams from the US, we've taken on a new team, Uh, we have teams in Israel, we're also developing a team in Hong Kong, in Asia. So suddenly, we've gone from being a pretty much a UK, US, parts of Europe type brand to having this potentially global proposition that we will continue to build out as we continue to grow and develop. So really exciting times ahead. Now, along with the 
good times. There were probably some challenges that you've experienced since the merger. Can can you talk me through some of those? Yeah, yeah. The, the biggest challenge, Jane, was was the actual transition to a different platform. So if you get over that initial weekend, which was seismic, you know, it was, a, it was an earthquake in the ecosystem. And as we know, that kind of came out okay in terms of the Monday and the announcement and the, under the new ownership. The next phase was really the transition, kind of unplugging from our an old US banking platform and plugging in to the new HSBC platform. And it's my personal view. I actually think that's been more demanding than that initial weekend. It's not been as traumatic because that was a seismic event over two or three days. This has been a, a long transition as we've kind of progressed from one platform to another. Something like this would normally take, I would imagine, you know, between 15 to 18 months to plan to get onto a new bank platform. We actually achieved this in round about three months. And that took a huge effort from everyone across you know, HSBC group to transition to this platform. And the impact on our clients, we had to make sure our clients were continued to be serviced, that they got their new product, their new bank accounts. Um, so it took a, you know, a Herculean effort to make sure we'd done that as smooth as possible. And like every transition, you know, there were bumps along the way, but you know, we're now over that. And our, I think our clients are in a pretty good place as we kind of move towards 2024. And our focus is now on how do we help them grow and develop their businesses even further with the benefit of a, of a brand that will enable us to achieve that. And one of the things that you did was retain some SVB staff. What was the thinking behind that? Well, that was absolutely essential. I mean, our people are essentially our intellectual property. So, you know, technology firms have their IP, the technology, our IP is our people. They are so integral to our business. And that's why they're so sought after in, in the market. Our people understand exactly what it takes for innovators to, and investors to help them achieve success. And I say we've been doing that over two decades now. Our teams are also very uh, open and hands-on in supporting individual clients. We have teams that focus on sector verticals. So they could be looking after you know, enterprise software businesses, fintech businesses. They could be looking after climate tech businesses, life sciences businesses. So that knowledge that they've gained over many years is integral to ensuring that we deliver for our clients going forward. HSBC Innovation Banking, our partner for this episode, provides commercial banking services, expertise and insights to the technology, life science and healthcare, private equity and venture capital industries. To find out why innovation needs different, go to www.hsbcinnovationbanking.com slash en gb. Now, you hinted earlier that, you know, there's lots to look to the future. We are at a point now where we're nearly at the end of 2023 and everybody's starting to make predictions for, for what the next year will hold. I want to ask you about several predictions. But first of all, talk to me a bit more about the specific plans that HSBC Innovation Banking has for next year. Yeah. So if I just take a step backwards... We were planning as an exec team, we were planning, what do we need to do? I go back to just pre-March. We were planning, what do we need to do for the next five years to ensure that we continue to service our clients as they grow? And we had, you know, these plans to uh, develop a private bank, an investment bank. We were talking about European expansion and where else in the, in the world should we go globally? 
that has been brought forward. You know, that's the really exciting thing about this. And I think I alluded to previously, you know, HSBC has this geographical reach that we could have only dreamed of pre-March. It also has, as I mentioned, a product suite that we were looking to develop and we have now. So we have access to private bank. We have access to the investment bank. We have access to trade facilities for our clients. And as I say, this is all new. So part of what we'll be doing or doing now, we're already planning for it and developing these products is working in conjunction with our HSBC colleagues to see what what we can bring products and services to our clients. So that's the really exciting opportunity that lies ahead. So obviously, you know, in any bank, in fact, I suppose in, in, in high street banks, this has gone away a bit, that old fashioned bank manager having a relationship with his customers. But for a bank like HBC Innovation Banking, it's, it's vital that you have a good relationship with your customers, right? And that would include um, venture capitalists. It's extremely important for us. We pride ourselves on our relationship managers who have those very close relationships with the companies. So we're there with them every day on their journey, making introductions to potential VC companies, supporting them with their growth, whether that's through lending products, whether that's through expansion overseas and access to the US market. And alongside that, we have an investor coverage team that have direct relationships with the VCs themselves. So we we put our arms around the VC community, supporting them, helping them identify new opportunities, new markets, and we introduce them to our clients. So it worked tremendously well for both parties and and really sets us apart from other financial institutions involved in, in technology and innovation. And in in addition, you know, I head up the relationship banking team for HSBC Innovation Banking. And I'm very privileged that I get to see a whole range of businesses from early stage startups through those that raise venture capital, high growth businesses and those that go into corporate finance or leverage buyer opportunities. So really that end to end proposition. And that's now what we can offer with HSBC being a big supporter of our businesses. So we can really take them from the very beginning to the very end. We could do that previously, but some of our product, there were gaps. And now we have the opportunity to take advantage of what HSBC can offer us and really look after our clients. They don't need to go anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And that handholding is important in the startup world, isn't it? It's been a tough year. It's been a tough year for consumers with the cost of living crisis. It's been an even tougher year, some would argue, for people wanting to start businesses because funding environment has been a little flat. Do you see that improving? What's the outlook in terms of finances next year, do you think? The outlook is positive. I've been speaking about this for for a long time now. You know, as I say, I'm very privileged to be close to our early stage practice. And we've really seen increasingly more investment in that early stage sector. They're really showing kind of green shoots of recovery there. Now, I'm not going to get carried away because, you know, we're still in the middle of relatively high inflation, high interest rates. There's still this discrepancy and disparity between buyers and sellers around valuation. So I'm not suggesting we're through, you know, this particular situation by any stretch. But we are seeing continued investment. We're also seeing investment levels that are probably on a par 
with 2020. So you've had 2021 and 2022, which were real outliers in terms of investment over the past decade or so. So they've now come down to more normalised levels, which is a good sign for the economy in general. And that will start kickstarting activity and, and further investment. I'm extremely excited about where the UK sits globally. We continue to be the third highest country by investment behind the USA and China. And then when we look at Europe, the UK continues to be the destination for investment at 15 billion so far year to date. That's the same as the next two countries, France and Germany combined. And I guess the other thing that this is all about is tech, technology. And what we've seen this year is that things come out of nowhere. ChatGPT launched around this time last year. And look where we are in terms of artificial intelligence a year on. It's incredibly fast moving and it can often be very surprising too. So what is it that you're particularly looking at when it comes to tech? Are there, are there particular sectors of the tech world that you're focusing on? Yeah, you quite rightly point out, you know, that suddenly you have these technological developments that come left field. And that would take us back maybe four or five years. And fintech was very much the same. I mean, fintech has historically been a hotbed, clearly, of the UK in terms of financial services. But it really gained momentum very, very quickly over a short period of time, a number of years back. And now we're seeing that with other sectors, which you would expect. So as you have mentioned, Jane, you know, AI is a big focus. Climate tech is clearly a big focus. And we're also seeing a lot of interest in the biosciences markets as well. So the valuations in those particular sectors have remained you know, relatively buoyant when you compare that to other sectors. And we should never discount enterprise software. That will continue to get the investment. It's a relatively safe haven for new capitals. And, and companies can show efficient business models and top-line growth that will continue to attract investment in that particular area. And in terms of what I believe the kind of five leading subsectors by VC investment that we're seeing as at kind of Q3 and will continue to see as we go into 2024 is around biotech, it's around mobility technology, it's about energy storage, clean energy, and, and as you talked about earlier, that kind of generative AI. They, they seem to be the sectors that are really generating interest. And let's break them down a little bit. When you say bioscience, that's a big term, isn't it? What in particular are you looking at in that area? You can break down biotech into a number of areas. Biopharma, where companies continue to focus on areas such as gene therapy, which is becoming increasingly important as we all become, you know, an older generation and health is very much at the forefront of our minds. And then you've also got the technology that's associated with that in terms of how they produce this technology. So you can really break those down into to those two key areas. And, and as I mentioned, we are seeing an increasingly significant amount of money go into, into those areas. It's uh, roughly up until Q3 23 was about 1.6 billion for the year to date. And you mentioned battery tech as well, which is obviously crucial to this sort of clean air revolution and, you know, hitting net zero. But it does feel like with battery tech, we aren't progressing very quickly. Are there particular companies that you're looking at that you, that you think are going to kind of radically shift this landscape? The point is well made. I can't mention specific names, but I look at uh, energy storage, it's similar to kind of project finance. These types of development take many, many years. 
And I do think it's going to require a change in mindset of investors in this particular area that they're probably not going to see this kind of significant growth and, you know, the development of next stages and, and sales, etc. I think it's going to be a longer term play. And that's a very, very different proposition to what we've seen historically. I think other examples of that could be clearly autonomous cars. It could be space travel. But as you know, that takes a lot of capital expenditure and investment. So I think it's here to stay. I just think it's going to be a longer term play. And I know people hate it when I do this, but it is the end of the year and our last show of the year. So, Simon, if you were to make a prediction about tech for next year, what would that prediction be? I'm extremely excited about 2024. As I mentioned previously, we're starting to see those kind of green shoots of investment occurring. And my personal view is, I think, as we kind of go into the second half of 2024, we're going to see a lot more activity. And let's not forget, there's a waterfall of cash waiting to be deployed in the market. And that will happen, I think, sooner rather than later. And the opportunity that's going to give people with new ideas that are going to change the world, it really, really excites me. And, you know, as HSBC Innovation Banking, we very much look forward to being a part of that. Well, that's what we've got time for. I'm off to find that waterfall of cash and stand under it with a big bucket. <laughs> I don't know about you. <laughs> and if you find it, please let me know where it is. <laughs> I will. And that's all we've got time for on this week's edition of the UKTN podcast, which, as I mentioned, is our last one of the year. We will be back next year. And for those news junkies who can't wait, of course, you can keep up with all the latest UK tech developments at www.uktech.news. You can also follow UKTN and me on LinkedIn and X, Twitter, for those people that refuse to change the name. Please do get in touch with your comments and suggestions about the show. Until next time, it's goodbye from me. This podcast is brought to you by HSBC Innovation Banking, the power behind the UK's forward thinkers, future makers and leap takers. They're helping to ignite the bold ideas that reshape our world. Go to www.hsbcinnovationbanking.com slash en gb to find out how innovation needs different. Thank you.